You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Matt Derry with you. It is Locked On Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast Network on a Thursday, October 24th and a Friday, October 25th. Getting you ready for the weekend and certainly the Lions battle with the New York football giants coming up Sunday at Ford Field, Detroit 2-3-1. and Try to get off this three-game losing skid. The Giants have dropped five of their first seven games at two and five. Things were exciting for them a few weeks ago when their rookie quarterback, Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes, as he's known in New York, rallied them to a win over the Bucs. But since then, they have really, really struggled uh, and have gotten throttled by the likes of the Minnesota Vikings. And even at home, even at home, as I drop my microphone, to the Arizona Cardinals last uh, Sunday, the Lions have a new football player. They have signed a safety to take the spot of Quandre Diggs. We'll tell you about Marcus Gilchrist coming up momentarily here on Locked On Lions. Also, the great Michael David Smith from Pro Football Talk will be my guest today. We'll talk to PFT's MDS about everything that's going on with the Lions. Speaking of MDS, Michael David Smith, I call him that. Uh, uh, remember the other night when the Lions were playing the Packers and, and Joe Tessitore kept calling... Uh, Marquez, Valdez, Scantling, or whatever his name is, MVS. Oh, what a play by MVS. He was like talking, he was talking about him like he was D Wade or A Rod, you know, it, it, whatever. Uh, so when I say I said MDS, I was reminded about MVS, Valdez Scantling, the next great Packers uh, wide receiver, if you believe a Joe Tessitore. We are brought to you today by our friends at Blue Chew, that's B L U E Chew.com. And uh, hopefully we will see you at Freddy the Pizza Man on Saturday, noon to 4, for his Super Bowl Squares event. Come down to Melvindale, Allen Road. Just look it up. Freddy the Pizza Man Foundation. Freddy the Pizza Man in Melvindale. Get some goulash. Get some pizza. But come with 75 bucks and buy a square because that money is going to a great cause, the uh, Foundation uh, for Autism and Funding Sensory Rooms for Kids All Over the uh, state of Michigan. I see uh, Golden Tate is in the news today. He told the reporters today that Matthew Stafford would have a couple of rings if he played somewhere else. The love fest that is Golden Tate for Matthew Stafford remains uh, always a, a high-quality story and one that I will not discuss today on Locked Online. You guys have heard from Golden before. Golden, any chance he gets to diss Russell Wilson, he does it. And he does love Matthew Stafford. And I like Golden. You know, Golden and I will always be connected in infamy for his uh, infamous the other team knows our plays comment that made it uh, its way to Monday Night Football and everything else years ago. But Golden Golden always finds a way to diss Russell Wilson and will never backpedal from those comments and really is a big fan of his former quarterback, Matthew Stafford. So there's that. We'll give you three keys, too, at the end of the broadcast today on how the Lions can knock off the New York Giants coming up on Sunday. But first things first, Quandre Diggs is out. We've uh, uh, discussed that ad nauseum here the last couple of days. Today, uh, the Lions signed veteran safety uh, Marcus Gilchrist uh, this morning. He was a starter last year for the Raiders. Started all 16 games for Oakland last year with three interceptions. Before the Raiders, he was a starter with the Jets, the Texans, and the Chargers. Uh, the knock on Gilchrist has been that he gets beat deep a lot. And it's a guy that if you're going to have to play Marcus Gilchrist, he's going to have to be 
very deep uh, in the secondary, almost uh, buried in the back like Jabril Peppers does uh, with the with the Browns and now with the Giants. So we'll see about that. Uh, he didn't sign anywhere this offseason. Um, did work out recently for the Colts and Bucks, but he's a veteran player, a guy that has uh, a lot of experience, and I'm not so sure that he's going to play a ton. Uh, the Lions like C.J. Moore. They love Will Harris. They've got Tavon Wilson, and they've got Tracy Walker. But, you know, a, a guy that you need to fill in that has been around the league and has started, I think this is a pretty good signing from Bob Quinn, getting at least a former NFL starter and Marcus Gilchrist in here to take the place of a Quandre Diggs. And again, you know, the Lions are going to be facing a team Sunday that you figure are going to look at the numbers, look at the stats, see how poor the Lions have played against the run, and force feed Saquon Barkley. Now, I know the former Penn State running back and second year back for the Giants is not 100% right now, but still, I think Barkley should get, if you're the Giants and Pat Shermer, he should be carrying the football 25 to 30 times in this game and make the Lions stop the run. If I'm Detroit, I'm doing away with this 3-8 BS, and I'm putting four down linemen in there and and giving Snacks some help, maybe putting Kevin Short next to him. If Deshaun Hand plays, Mike Daniels was back at practice today, that might not be a bad idea uh, to, to, to just stop with all this three-man stuff up front. It's not working. It's not working at all. All right, our friends at Blue Chew uh, bring you today's podcast. If you don't know what Blue Chew is, it's simple. It is a chewable that is the equivalent and has the same ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So, yes, we're talking about sexual performance in the bedroom for the guys. There's a way you want to enhance that, make it better. You go to Blue Chew, B-L-U-E Chew.com. Take it on an empty stomach. Take it on a full stomach, whatever it is. Blue Chew works faster, works better. And the great thing is, you just go to the website, you order it, and it comes to your house in a discreet package. I'm not telling you to go to CVS or Walgreens or any of these pharmacies or go to the doctor. Uh-uh. Just go to the website, bluechew.com, order what you need to order, and your first order is going to be on them if you use the promo code LOCKEDON. First order free using the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. All you pay is $5 in shipping costs. That's Blue Chew. Blue, like the color blue. Chew.com. We thank them for sponsoring Locked On Lions. Always enjoy talking to this guy, the managing editor of ProFootballTalk.com, Michael David Smith, giving us a couple minutes here. Uh, Michael, it's been a wild week here in Detroit. What do you think? Well, good talking to you, Matt. Um, it, it's it, it's a move when you talk about the Quandre Diggs trade that I have to say calls into question what kind of a team the Lions think they are building because Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia have talked a lot about having the right kinds of people building the right kind of team. And I know Quandre Diggs is very well respected in the NFL. He's well respected by his teammates. And it doesn't make a lot of sense to me to trade a guy like that away only 13 months after you signed him to a long-term contract extension. Uh, it, it just doesn't strike me as the kind of move a franchise makes when it has a real clear, coherent plan for the future of its franchise. Well, I don't, I don't think there's any question, too, that they believe that their secondary is deep. They've drafted two safeties 
both in back-to-back years when you kind of say on those draft days, and I think it was day two each time, okay, third rounder on Tracy Walker. Wait a minute, they don't need a safety. Then this year, uh, third rounder on Will Harris. Wait a minute, they've got Tavon Wilson, and they've got Walker, and they've got this guy and others, and and, and so and Diggs. So, you know, I think that's the spin is that they feel like they're deep there, but I'm with you. You know, this guy's like has been their second best run stopper for the past few years if you follow pro football focus, and yet their run defense is terrible. So it is a bit of a head scratcher at times, isn't it? Yeah, and, uh, you know, Diggs was just voted a team captain by his teammates. Uh, we saw just immediately uh, on Twitter guys like, Darius Slay and Snacks Harrison, who are other uh, respected men in that locker room, going on Twitter and and openly disagreeing with the decision to trade him. And, and you know, you have to think that if, if there were some kind of problem going on with Quandre Diggs that those of us on the outside weren't aware of, uh, his teammates, I don't think, would have been so quick to jump in and openly question their own front office for the move. So... Just a real head scratcher to me, um, and and you know the the Lions better have gotten this one right because I think uh, Detroit is going to run out of patience with this team pretty quickly if there are not signs that in year two of Matt Patricia they're a better team than they were in year one. Certainly at the at the start of the season, three games in, we thought they were. Uh, more recently, I'm not so sure that they are, and I don't know how, how much patience uh, the, the city of Detroit is going to have for the Lions this year. You know, it's amazing. You mentioned three games in, so 2-0-1, certainly a disappointing tie in Arizona, but you, you, you see the body of work, you see a win on the road in Philly, and you say to yourself, maybe they got something here, and, and I was sucked in, and I, I do think this roster has some depth and has some better pieces but then over the last few weeks and even this past Sunday, just not being able to get a stop at all and and teams running at will on this team and, you know, snacks going from the top run stopper to to one of the worst. It, it is mind-boggling. Where Where is this team, Michael, in your mind, at 2-3-1 and one right now with a soft part of their schedule coming up? Yeah, I think the schedule is important. Um, certainly, as, as you said, I mean, through three weeks, I was saying, look, they played one bad quarter, the fourth quarter uh, against Arizona in week one. Otherwise, I thought they had been one of the real pleasant surprises of the NFL this season. But then three games later, uh, it's been a completely different story. Um, but but certainly the, the schedule does get easier. They obviously have to beat the Giants. I mean, if, if they were to lose that game, then I think – we're looking at it's kind of a complete meltdown, and then you have to wonder, you know, are they going to be sellers right before the trade deadline? I mean, so obviously that's an extremely uh, important kind of must-win game. But, you know, there's no reason they can't beat the Giants and the Raiders and the Bears their next three games um, and, and go into that Cowboys game with some momentum. They could beat Dallas then you'd really be looking at them and saying, okay, they have something now. But I would have to say that it's not a very impressive look what the Lions have done in the last three weeks, and and it really does need to turn around quickly. It's amazing because uh, we're talking to Michael David Smith from Pro Football Talk. You know, Matthew Stafford's done his part. He's done his job. This team went from 
talking in in past off seasons about number nine to hey we're going to build this running game we're going to stop the run we got a ferocious D line and oh by the way yeah we've got a twenty eight million dollar quarterback but you know he's not the the the, the highlight anymore and, and now all of a sudden he's he's been very very good and it pretty much has done his thing and the passing game was there I mean you know a home game where your quarterback throws four touchdowns I know albeit to one player you you score over thirty points you should win that game. Yeah, I would agree. And, you know, I actually, I'm a little surprised to find myself saying this, but I actually think Daryl Bevel has done a good job of making the most of Matthew Stafford's talents. And I actually, when he was hired, I was a little skeptical that they were talking a lot about, well, we have to be a running team. And I'm kind of thinking, well, you got Matthew Stafford, you you paid him the huge contract. Why do you not want to be a running team? Actually, I I think Daryl Bevel has called, the kinds of plays that take advantage of Matthew Stafford's arm. I think the running game has not been very good. That's been one of the disappointments. But, yeah, you know, if you had told me before the season that we'd be talking uh, at this point and Stafford would have 13 touchdowns, three interceptions, I would have said, boy, the Lions must be in great shape. And actually, they're in last place. So, clearly, uh, Stafford is kind of holding up his end of the deal and the rest of the team, I think you'd have to say, has been pretty disappointed. You mentioned the running game. on Johnson's going to be out at least eight weeks. You know, I proposed the other day, hey, look, send a pick to, to, to the Chargers and go get Melvin Gordon. Some people thought I was crazy. Some people loved it. Uh, and then Kenyon Drake is out there from the Dolphins, and, of course, they're going to be sellers. What would you do to add another back to the mix here? Well, I, I'm a little skeptical that bringing in another running back is going to make the difference because the the thing I've seen is I don't think the offensive line is getting the job done in run blocking. So I'm not really convinced that bringing in another running back is going to be the answer. I think you hope that Ty Johnson makes plays. uh, You hope that J.D. McKissick makes plays. But, you know, I I don't know. I was was expecting Kerryon Johnson to have a big second season. I think he's fallen pretty far short of expectations so far this year and now of course he's going to miss most of if not all of the rest of the year so uh it's been a pretty disappointing rushing attack and i really thought that if matthew stafford got things opened up that would mean the running backs would see a lot fewer eight-man boxes and the running backs would get things going too and that hasn't happened i believe i believe the lions only have one run all season of over 20 yards, and that was by McKissick. So it uh, just hasn't really been the kind of uh, big explosive plays that you'd want to get from the run again. You know, you look at the draft, and you could easily say, all right, if the Lions took Devin Bush and not T.J. Hawkinson, and then in the second round, if they took Irv Smith, the tight end that they needed, and not Jelani Tavai, where would this team be? And there, there's so much second-guessing, Michael, when you lose, and, and you've dropped dropped three in a row. Is that an unfair assessment of Bob Quinn to do that? Or or do you say, look, this is a guy in year four as a GM that, that needs to hit some home runs in the draft? Well, I think you said it right there. It, it's year four, and I, I think by year four, you kind of run out of excuses. I mean, every GM sometimes hits in the draft, and every GM sometimes misses in the draft. But by year four... Your misses, you should have already made another move to make up for them, and your hits should be kind of entering the primes of their careers right now. 
And it doesn't really look that way to me when I look at the the Lions roster top to bottom. The guys I see making the, the biggest contributions, certainly Stafford is having a good year. Uh, he, he was there long before Bob Quinn. Uh, Marvin Jones was a free agent signing, not a draft pick. When, when you start kind of going down the list of players who you say are playing well for the Lions this year, you don't see a lot of guys that were drafted by Bob Quinn. And I think year four, you need to see those. Um, you, you know, if, if it were year one or year two, you can say, well, these are young guys. They're still developing. By year four, you kind of run out of that excuse. So certainly I I do not think it's unfair to kind of go back and second-guess some of the picks that Bob Quinn has made. Michael David Smith, managing editor of PFT, with me here on Locked on Lions uh, on this Thursday. All right, so the Lions, like you said, play the Giants, and they got to stop Saquon Barkley. Then they get Jacobs and the Raiders uh, the next week. And, And, you know, Trey Flowers was asked, why isn't the pass rush getting it done? And, you know, he said, "Well, it's because we're not stopping the run." Uh, how su- how surprised are you with with all the big names on the D line? And I know Hand's been hurt, and 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 uh, Mike Daniels has been hurt. But how surprised are you that that D line is has not gotten it done? Yeah, and, and again, it's it's surprising to me, and it's particularly surprising because Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia have talked publicly about this is the kind of team we're building, a, a team that can stop the run. Uh, to me, I'm not seeing the results that they were promising. Um, as you mentioned before, Snacks Harrison has not had the same kind of season that was expected of him. You know, that was a move that I think only makes sense if he is really going to be the best run-stopping defensive lineman in the league because, in my opinion, the most important thing for a defensive lineman is to pressure the quarterback. Snacks Harrison's not great at that. In the past, he has been great at stopping the run, and that's where he gets value, where he gives value to his team. And we haven't seen that from him this year. And as you mentioned, you know, injuries. Mike Daniels was expected to play a big role, but he's been hurt. Um, Deshaun Hand, I think, has not done a lot. It, it, you have you, you look at some of these players on this defensive line, and and they were built to stop the run, and it hasn't really happened this year. So what about Sunday against the Giants? You said it before, they got to win this game, and you know Daniel Jones was a toast of New York for that one Sunday afternoon late when they beat the Bucks, and now it's kind of back down to earth a little bit, but uh, does anything scare you about New York coming to Ford Field? Obviously the Golden Tate angle will be interesting. Yeah, I, I think that the only thing that that scares you as a Lions fan is you never feel like you know what you're going to get from this team. And if they turn in one of their bad days at the same time that Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley turn in good days, you could be looking at a game where Matthew Stafford might throw four touchdown passes and they might lose 31-28. You know, it, it could be that kind of game. But certainly I'm picking the Lions, and I do think they should beat the Giants. I do think the Lions are a better team than the Giants. And I think the Lions are you know, probably a better team than most of their opponents the rest of the way over the second half of their season. So it's not like this season is over and we're just throwing our hands up and saying, well, 
let's just let's just forget about the rest of the season because there are plenty of winnable games remaining on the Lions' schedule. But it really does need to start with Sunday against the Giants. And if it doesn't, I think that that really changes the whole dynamic in Detroit. May change their their views about what they would do before the trade deadline and start to change our views about Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia. So it, it's a very important game, I think, for the future of this team. What, what about the division? I know you're you're a Midwest guy and, you, and you're you're seeing these teams a lot. Uh, you know, in terms of Green Bay, where Minnesota is, and, and obviously the panic in Chicago over the Bears. Uh, what's what jumps out at you about the division? Well, I, I think the Packers and Vikings are both very well positioned uh, to to be you know eleven twelve win teams, and I think that makes it tough for the Lions to keep up. I, I think the Bears are regressing. I think last year we really saw a great defense in Chicago. It's hard to have that kind of consistency in defense year after year, and and this year I think it may only be a good defense but not a great defense. And if Trubisky is regressing as well, I think the Bears are are in for a a tough season, and I think that's good news for the Lions because uh, out of their next six opponents, two of them are the Bears, so that's a good thing for the Lions, but I think it's going to be awfully tough for the Lions to catch up to the Packers and the Vikings, which means, you know, best case scenario for the Lions could be the number six seed, the, the sixth and final playoff spot in the NFC. Anything else in the NFC that, uh, that, that, that jumps out at you in terms of, you know, obviously the East is weak and, and the Lions are going to see those teams and already have seen the Eagles and they'll get the Redskins, they'll get the Cowboys, but, um, you know, obviously the Niners have been fantastic. Did you expect that? I, I certainly did not expect the 49ers to be the team they are. Their, their defense is is just outstanding. It's far better than I was expecting. And I also would have said um, if there was any way the 49ers were going to be 6-0, and Jimmy Garoppolo would have to be just playing lights out. And, you know, the truth is he really isn't playing all that well. And the 49ers are winning anyway on the strength of their defense. If Jimmy Garoppolo can start playing the way he played when he first arrived in that trade with the Patriots and really turns the 49ers around late in the season, you know, that year they were probably the second worst team in the league, better only than the Browns that year. Jimmy Garoppolo comes in, they immediately start winning. Um, I thought if the 49ers were going to be that kind of team, it would need to be Jimmy Garoppolo leading the way, and it hasn't been. It's been the defense leading the way. So I really like the 49ers because I think Jimmy Garoppolo can prove himself a better player than he's been so far this season. So uh, I, I really like the 49ers. I think they're the class of the NFC, and that it's going to be fun to watch the Packers, the Vikings, the Saints, uh, the Seahawks. I, I still think the Panthers have a chance. The Rams have a good chance, I think. There's a lot of good teams in the NFC. going to be tough for the Lions to keep track, keep pace with them. All right, Michael, thanks for the visit as always, sir. Matt, always a pleasure talking to you. Michael David Smith from Pro Football Talk, our guest here today on Locked on Lions on this Thursday. We thank him for uh, joining us today. No question, we always enjoy talking to MDS and... Uh, you know, it's sad right now. The Lions need to get going, and I think they can. You know, the the Giants, Raiders, and Bears are their next three games. They can win these games and get back in this thing. 
Coming up next, though, we will tell you the three keys to a win. We'll do that next right here on Locked on Lions. All right, Matt Derry, back with you. How are the Lions going to knock off the Giants this Sunday? I'll give you three keys to a Lions victory. Number one, Evan Engram. The Giants tight end has not had the kind of season that New York expected him to have. The Giants are watching the film. They know they can expose and exploit Jared Davis, Christian Jones in coverage with number 88, Evan Engram. The Lions must find a way to stop him at tight end and not let happen what happened last week when the likes of Kyle Rudolph and Irv Smith, uh, you know, went ham on Detroit. So Evan Engram being stopped is going to be a key for the Lions to get a win. Number two, I really think Ty Johnson has to have a breakout game. The Lions have not traded for Melvin Gordon. They haven't signed any other running backs, uh, you know, other than elevating Paul Perkins to play against his former team. I doubt Paul Perkins is going to get any carries. I think it's going to be the Ty Johnson show, the six-round pick. Let's see what he's got. Put him in space. Put him out wide. Have him come in motion and hand him the ball. Uh, Counter plays. A big game from Ty Johnson will certainly help the Lions' cause in getting a victory this coming Sunday. And number three, I really believe this. I think a loud crowd and the fans are going to play a factor in this game. You've got a rookie quarterback in Daniel Jones who's had some fumbling issues the last couple of weeks. And I like him. I think he's going to be a pretty good player. I don't love him yet. I think the Giants are doing the right thing by playing him. But he can get rattled if you guys show up to Ford Field Sunday and do your part and, and, and are loud and are forcing him to have to, to audible and utilize and maybe burn timeouts. Crowd noise and, and, and just the decibel level in a rough building for a rookie quarterback I think can definitely help the Lions' cause. That'll do it for today's show here on Lockdown Lions. I think Detroit's going to win this football game Sunday. I just don't see a way they're going to lose. Uh, to get to 3-3-1. Go Lions. We'll talk to you again on Sunday after the game.